0: hello and welcome to the world we live in podcast i'm your host eric patterson alongside me is kyle malden join us as we explore the amazing mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures history and future trends hey everybody what's going on um if you're listening uh thank you we're back on the airwaves well, at least for this week, I am. Um, but yes, me and Kyle are still uh, alive and kicking. Uh, we have just been pretty busy lately, and lately, and it's been um, tough to get both of us to sit down and uh, crank out some topics. But um, I have just been uh, wanting to get back on the mic, and um, here I am. We're back at it. So yeah, this week we'll have some stories. But um, yes, yeah, I just wanted to give you kind of an update on what's going on. Um, Like I said, we're back, it's just a busy time Uh, Summer's got busy So hopefully this fall we can settle down And get back on our regularly scheduled um, weekly episodes But um, if you want to listen to another great podcast That I have been co-hosting on um, I am co-hosting on Parareality Radio every month Um, The main host, Sandman who has become a good friend of mine? Um, does a show every? It's every other every other Friday, or maybe every other Friday now. But it comes out on Fridays, and he has a website, uh, periality Radio. Um, you can just type that in Google; you'll find it. Um, has a lot of episodes. He's been doing it for a while, so go check him out. Um, yeah, I guess that's really the only update. Um, as far as me and podcasting, but like I said, we'll, uh, me and Kyle want to get back on a more regularly scheduled routine, um, and hopefully we can make that happen. So for this week though, um, I guess recently I have just been listening to, uh, some of my favorite podcasts and, um, one of those, uh, started talking about, um, The Missing 411 Phenomenon, and um, led me to a documentary, the hour and a half documentary, uh, by David Politis, um, I watched it on Amazon, but I believe it's on iTunes, uh, and a couple others, can't remember off the top of my head, but I watched it on Amazon, um, and so if you have that, you can find it, it's Missing 411, The Hunted, I believe is what it's called, so Missing 411. The Hunted, and, excuse me, I got a little bit of a congestion going on, but it is about um, hunters um, that have gone missing, I think he documents six, five, five or six cases, somewhere around there, um, that have gone missing in very strange um, circumstances, so if you know anything about, I won't go into too much detail about Missing 411, because it is quite complex, but The idea surrounding it is that um, there's this phenomena of people going missing in the wilderness. Um, And most of the time, there's search parties that don't find anything. And then the bodies show up several weeks, a week, months later... Um, sometimes the bodies are never found, and it's just, um, missing pieces of what the person had on, like clothes, um, backpacks, in one of the cases, a bunch of bat. or I should say, uh, his backpack was found, his shoes were found, like, out of the way as well, not where he would have gone, but anyway, there's a lot of details, and the documentary, I thought, does a brilliant job of laying out, um, what these were what the what um, happened in these cases and um, and he goes kind of all over the country ones in New York. he goes out to New Mexico, Montana and then California. So very interesting stuff um, also has uh, David Politis has also written books um, about missing 401 um, bunch documenting a bunch of different cases, not just hunters but just people that go missing, um, in the wilderness, and, um, yeah, so, it's, it's a little, um, for someone who loves the outdoors, it's a little frightening, um, about going places too remote, um, but as I thought about it, a number of things can happen to you while you're out in the wilderness, not just this missing forum one or whatever the phenomena is, um, whatever is happening to these people, not only that can happen. I mean a ton of stuff can happen, but um, it is it is a little it is a little creepy. I will I will say that um, a slightly concerning as well um, mainly because these occur when someone gets like separated from the pack. So when they're kind of by themselves, something happens, and um, I guess, I guess the old uh, the old um, middle school rule goes: always, always have a buddy with you. So wherever you go, but anyway, having said all that, um, it kind of, that mixed with um, I mean I, I really enjoy playing uh, like first person shooter video games. And I had just bought Battlefield. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's just uh, it's a a, sh- uh, a video game about uh, well, Battlefield Five was about uh, they had a bunch of World War Two um, battles and the story stories along the on the along the lines of World War II battles. But that led me into um, finding some stuff about some weird stuff that has happened in war. And I originally found some stuff about, like, World War One. Um, a lot of those I had heard, though, from different, um, just listening to different things. And I might do those in a later episode, just kind of once, once they're, uh, like, out of my mind and I've kind of forgotten about them a little bit. Might do those later down the line. But more recently, um, I found some interesting stories about weird stuff that has gone on in the Middle East. Um, Iraq, Afghanistan. I think those. Are the, I think those are the only two countries that concern these stories. But basically, since um, we have been the United States, that is, and other um, other countries um, associated with the war slash peacekeeping missions over there. But these all concern. Um, not to be long-winded. These all concern. Um, US troops encountering weird things Um, and so yeah that's what we're gonna do today there's just a few stories um, that yeah like I said I found and they aren't too long um, but they they are very strange so we'll get into it the first story concerns an individual who worked for the US Army Criminal Investigations Department and he worked um for several years in iraq and afghanistan um from 2009 or sorry from 2004 to 2009 and most of his crimes um, it says were investigating uh, military personnel for bribery and theft but in 2005 he was embedded with an infantry uh, unit in kurdistan near the iranian border and This group had um, learned of some bizarre activity that had been occurring in the area and the locals were saying that the perpetrator was some mysterious creature and people were being stalked and hunted by this beast that people were calling a ghoul or Um, g-h-o-o-l the description is a sort of tall humanoid figure um you can imagine like if you're picturing it in your head it's probably some sort of tall thin stalking uh creepish kind of almost scream mask ish at least that's kind of what i think i don't want to impose anything on your imagination but Um, yeah that's kind of what the I I guess in general not obviously verbatim what the locals were were describing Um, bringing it back to reality though the um, the witness and some of his team I guess were saying that it could have been a soldier that had gone AWOL and um, basically had become a serial killer but apparently, as they were still um, looking for, actually, I should step back a second. The area where this um, where this was going on, it was an isolated wilderness region. And as you can imagine, there's probably there's probably like a village, and then lots and lots of like unknown territory, rugged, um, very sort of mysterious in a sense. Like, not that not that open territory is mysterious, but it's unknown. Like, if it's too rugged, then people probably haven't been around and seen a lot of it, at least kind of off the beaten path. And so, after several days of surveillance. Um, they one evening the witness was going over some reports with with the squad leader that he had been embedded with and they heard a Shrill like a sort of shriekish shrill come from a mountain pass close to where they were located and They ended up following in or they ended up going in the direction of the scream and there's a little uh, little blurb here of what uh, of what happened while they were there it says within the hour the squad and I were slowly entering the pass it was night but the moon was very bright so we were able to see around a bit we searched the entire area for several hours using night vision and high-intensity lights we found nothing not a footprint or remnant from any creature fitting the description I have always wondered what we heard that night. I have asked a few learned people for their opinion, but with little satisfaction. There were many strange instances in Iraq that just never made the light of day. I heard of some, but I'm positive most were just filed away. So as you can imagine, I think that last bit is uh, is indicative of... The military in general, um, obviously by the book, don't really, you know what you know, um, what you see, what you hear, what's written, um, obviously they heard something that night, but never caught a visual, and I guess it's just left to be determined as a story. Which I think is, um, I think is part of the, uh, part of kind of the feel around it it's uh you're hearing this story there's a lot of imagination going on i mean it's hard to imagine being over there first of all just as a soldier second of all imagining that something like this uh that there's some sort of supernatural force on the battlefield um and when you look into it these stories are more common than you think whether it's because of i and i have no idea but whether it's because of some sort of um bad energy that's been around, some sort of negativity surrounding lots of death and whatnot. Um, but there's also stories of goodness happening. Obviously this seems sort of more evilish, Um, and there are, there are stories of, um, the Jin, J-I-N-N, uh, a sort of, is, uh, I don't know, Islamic, that kind of Middle Eastern area, um, of, like, a a spirit um, that hangs around and just kind of inhabits certain areas. So, continuing on, um, this next story comes from southern Afghanistan, and it concerns two men who... um, were out uh, in the middle of the night and they were setting up a position in the process of securing a certain area. And they were sitting in the dark, it's around 2 a.m. and at this time the they were both they were both awake um, after they had set up their position and they were scanning the darkness for any activity and as you can imagine you're sitting there it's probably super quiet the darkness it's and you you could almost begin to like sort of get in a trance of some sort or almost fall asleep if you're not if you're not on point um however they were jolted awake by a movement about 75 yards away from their position and it appeared to be some sort of very tall man um so kind of similar to the first story a tall humanoid figure of sorts um, this man uh, startled the soldiers awake and they put their night vision goggles on and uh, obviously to help them possibly see this figure better but it sort of kind of backfired on them because when they put their night vision goggles on and the man turned around it had burning eyes that apparently hurt to look at through the night vision goggles and it even made the goggles malfunction. Um, the, and one of the witnesses uh, actually reported on this and said, and Then the thing turned and looked right at me with eyes so bright and my night vision started to burn out. And that, sorry, that means uh, it was so bright, it was burning the system, which is usually done by really, really bright, uh, stuff like the sun, obviously, why you don't wear them during the day. Um, (laughs) so he says, that freaked me out, and I pulled my night vision goggles off, and those were like, and he describes the eyes as neon red blood. Red blood and bright as the sun. So he continues so this freaks me out and I pull my machine gun over and train the thermal optic onto it And those eyes were so hot. It started to burn out that optic But his body was so cold. He stood out and that's very strange From my background Stood out from my background, which is really weird I slowly loaded it and then the eyes moved like he cocked his head at me and turned and walked off and was gone I didn't say a word of this while we were there or to anyone in the army since we got back So again very weird um, It The weird part is that it didn't even want to concern itself with These individuals these soldiers even though it noticed them It's like it didn't even care which Begs the question, what did it care about? Where was it going or where was it coming from? Um, One can only guess. Obviously, that's uh, one thing we'll never know. But it's it's an interesting uh, pondering question, if you will. So, um, continuing on. um, Another strange encounter um, was reported on by Tim King who is a former U.S. Marine um, who spent months in in Afghanistan covering a variety of military operations for SalemNews.com and Oregon's KPTV Fox 12. Um, He wrote an article for Salem News titled Vampires in Afghanistan. Soldiers say it's true. And according to King, he met an individual at Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan who told him a bizarre tale. Um, So initially, the soldier approached King, it sounds like, and asked him if he knew about these vampires. And the reporter had no idea about these uh, reported creatures. Um, So King asked for more information. Um, The soldier obliged uh, By claiming that the vampires were said to live deep in the desert They were a bit taller than normal humans, which we get that tall humanoid figure um, piece again And That they were frequently women That part kind of sticks out to me. I don't know. I don't know why maybe it's just not what I was expecting when I when I initially read um, this. Or I think it also might be just kind of like a lot of the traditional old vampire lore concerns males and especially the if you want to get real traditional, the original Dracula um concerned males. And yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just kinda of like what society has imposed the vampires to be, but... Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, so yeah. Um, they're frequently women. Um, and he claimed the people of the area had known about these sinister creatures, and that they came out at dark and stalked the desert. Um. And yeah, that people claimed these creatures were responsible for abductions, killings, and, um... The soldier told King that people are really terrified of... Uh, terrified of them. It scares people half to death if they think one is around. They come out at night. Sometimes people go, come up missing, especially kids. They even pull their animals inside when the vampires are out. It's been going on for hundreds of years. People in other parts of the world don't even know about it. But anyone who has lived around here does. So the soldier also claims that military forces operating in the region were aware of these things um obviously we have I have no way of verifying that um but that's a crazy thats a pretty crazy claim if um if that is true so moving forward this next report um comes in comes from 2002 January 25th um when, when this allegedly occurred and it concerns a group of Marines who were mapping caves near Tora Bora um, and for those of you who don't know uh, Tora Bora or aren't just that might Tora Bora might sound familiar um, Tora Bora was the initial spot where US forces had um, supposedly had Osama bin Laden um, kind of cut off and we were making a push to capture him or kill him um so yeah that's that's might where that might where Torabora sound familiar um so yeah they were mapping caves near Torabora with sonar equipment um and they started getting a strange interference and they didn't know what was going on they thought the enemy might have had some sort of jamming technology or something and so this this story concern, concerns two corporals uh sawyer and wade and a sergeant ramos and so they went into these caves to try and find this uh, interference that they were getting and to try and shut it down so they go into the caves um one of the corporals ran into an explosive device and broke his back and When the other two soldiers got to, um, got to one of the, got to the other corporal, Corporal Wade, he obviously had a broken back, but he also seemed terrified of something that he'd seen. Um, the other two soldiers thought that it was just shock. I mean, I've never, I've obviously never ran into that kind of harm. Um, and I've, 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 honestly never broken a bone, so, I have no idea what the body goes into when something extremely harmful happens like that, um, but they thought that he was just in shock, and so they, um, they continued on, they called for backup, they continued on though, um, and they, they moved on into caves, um, But before moving on, um, the corporal had told them that a sort of something flew over him that looked like a woman with wings. So going back to the description, um, vampires, obviously we would assume that they fly. And there was, the description originally said that they were frequently women, so, that's where the that's where this uh account kind of ties in and so as the uh as sergeant ramos and the other corporal uh closed in on the signal it apparently disappeared only to reappear at wade's position when they get back to wade they found him dead with additional wounds that they said looked like it had come from some sort of animal. So the two other soldiers continued on, and they encountered these creatures, apparently. What ensued is some sort of hectic, wild firefight in the dark. Um, And the only one that made it out of the caves, allegedly, is Sergeant Ramos and he was treated for rabies Um, he was limping out of the caves he was injured and he was later treated for rabies so very strange Um, there's a little caveat here though Um, So, since Ramos was the only one waited out, the bodies of Wade and the other corporal were never found. Um, these events were dramatized um, on Animal Planet's TV show Lost Tapes in Season 1, Episode 7. Um, the Animal Planet, unfortunately, has been... Um, n- has... I should say, they have produced sort of mockumentaries that um, present fake or highly exaggerated stories of real accounts. Um, So we do have to take this with a grain of salt, um, since it was featured on that. Uh, I have not watched that episode. I have seen that show before. Um, So, if true, if true, very strange... Again, um, I'm going to go back to missing 411 um in this this um, I think some of us get caught up in the fact that we live in cities. And obviously cities are da- cities can be dangerous. There's a lot going on. There're a lot of bad people, too. A lot of good also. I just want to clarify that. But The fact that we live in cities kind of cuts us off from this natural um, world that that also exists on our planet, and that a large portion of the world is still uninhabited, or supposedly uninhabited, and a lot of the world is still unexplored. I mean, we... We're discovering stuff in the ocean all the time. We're—I mean, we we know more about space than we know about the ocean, um, which always baffles me. But, um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but I would like to tie this in. Um, in the missing 411, the hunted David Politis documents a group of hunters that um, have been going to this camp in California this hunting camp in California since the seventies, and. I'll, I won't go into too much detail, because I would like you to check it out, um, but basically what happens is um, they recorded sound of these mysterious creatures back in the 70s, and they had it analyzed by a professional, they had the sound analyzed by a professional, and and it said that these vocal ranges um, were far outside the area of humans and yes there is sound in the documentary it is very strange i've watched it like three or four times just because it's so weird and then you never see the creatures and no video is perfect but you never see the creatures, but the audio is pretty weird. Very, very strange. It creeped me out, but you know that sort of creepiness to where you like want to know more, which sometimes backfires, especially with me because I have a really, really active imagination. Um, But anyway, Again, I encourage you to watch this uh, watch this documentary and that part that part of the documentary was my favorite. Um, but having said that, my point that I'm trying to make is that there there are large, large, large swaths of land that no one has really explored, and no one has really really knows what's out there, even in even the even in the United States. Um, if you look at maps of Canada, there's so much uncharted territory up there that people have been to, but then they left because you can't. It's it's very rugged and it's hard to live there. But some people, obviously, believe that there are creatures out there that are intelligent that we just haven't found yet. Um, but I will leave that to you to determine. To determine. So, um, my last... Two stories concern, um, well, this next one concerns a Bigfoot sighting in Afghanistan. So, a 26-year-old Army sergeant was on a lookout in the region of, going to try to pronounce this right, um, Bargai Matal in the Nuristan province of, Af- of Afghanistan. And he spotted through a thermal uh, imaging scope or binoculars of some sort um a very large creature about 500 to 600 meters from his position and it looked like an ape um five other soldiers saw it he uh he alerted his other squad mates and they observed it for 10 to 15 minutes and he also talked or He's I guess it doesn't specify he or his unit talked to locals who claimed It was a creature called the Barmanou, B-A-R-M-A-N-O-U Ba yeah, some sort of variation of that and um, Through his imaging scope he claimed that it Didn't have any clothes on it was obviously tall humanoid didn't have any clothes on because um the clothes would uh sort of uh, hide the heat obviously you can imagine especially if you've ever seen like pictures of thermal imaging if something's naked all the heat's going to be projected out um and i think it appears like a whitish um maybe it's colored I think i'm going those two mixed up it's either whitish or like red and Uh, hot colors Um. But anyway, yeah, I said it was completely naked ape-like and so one can only imagine it's a The the, the Afghani Bigfoot of sorts. Yeah This next um, this last one I have here is probably my favorite just because it is extremely far-fetched, but if true it uh, has a lot of I guess, repercussions, if you will, because um, there's a lot of offshoots of um, this. Suppo- these supposed beings. Um, so in 2002, a special forces unit was in a remote area of Afghanistan when they killed a giant. So they were trying to make contact with a patrol they had lost radio contact with. And as they were walking along the GOAT path, they found broken bones and radio equipment. And soon after this, they were confronted by a creature that was 12 to 15 feet with red hair and a shaggy beard. And after a 30-minute engagement, the giant was dead. And they tried supposedly they tried to remove the body with a military helicopter, but it was too large. So let's talk about uh, a giants for a second. So, there are references to an ancient race of giants. Some say that there's are still um, places in the world, remote places, where people supposedly have seen giants. This could possibly be one of them. But um, there's also um, a reference to the Nephilim. So the Nephilim are a legendary race of giants written about Um, in the Bible and this story um, made its way to Coast to Coast AM and George Norrie apparently interviewed the the, interviewed a C-130 pilot which is a large cargo plane a C-130 pilot who claims to have moved the body and he pointed out that it sounds just like the Nephilim from the Bible. So, um, could it be some sort of weird, uh, ancient mythical creature that somehow is still surviving in remote regions of Afghanistan? Um, again, up to your interpretation. Um, it is, this is, this is extremely far-fetched, but, um... I like to try and, uh, I like to try and at least give every story a chance, um, no matter how weird it is, um, I think we all can agree that some of the weirdest stuff sometimes turns out to be true, and if you open up to the possibilities of, you don't have to agree with it, but at least, I think, give it a chance, um... But uh, also uh, concerning, concerning that a lot of these, well, all of these accounts um, were related to the military. We probably won't ever know the exact truth, um, at least not right now, um, just because of obviously the military. We all know it keeps a lot of secrets, especially if it has to do with these type of earth shattering, um, finding a lost race of of giants um, but yeah that's I guess that's a fun of the story as well you ne- you never you'll never really know um, so yeah that is um that is all we got for this week um, I am glad to be back on and apologies for a little congestion um, as the season switch down here in the south there's always some sort of Something that gets me. I don't know what it is, but it always happens. Um, So, yeah. That's all we got this week. And be on the lookout for uh, future episodes. Um, You can follow us on Apple Podcasts. Um, We're on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Podbean. And, again, I am on Parareality Radio once a month. And we just did a um last month, so September, we did a Epstein uh conspiracy episode, which um obviously a sensitive topic. Um that's I don't really have to say that, but I like to specify it's sensitive topic, but there um there are a lot of little spider webs that go off Epstein concerning a lot of people he knew and um is he dead or alive? I don't know. But, yeah, go check that out. Um, again, Parareality Radio. You find it in, just type it in Google, and you'll uh, go, go straight to the website. And, yeah, that's a wrap. Um, thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you later.